0: Welcome to the Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trendlines. Family travel is one of the fastest growing segments in tourism, accounting for a third of all leisure trips. And multi-generational travel is one of the buzziest phrases around. How is the travel industry responding to the interests in vacations that include parents, kids, and sometimes even grandparents and cousins? Joining us is Reiner Jens, who has been a correspondent for National Geographic Traveler, Afar.com, and other sites, and who reports from experience. He traveled around the world with his wife and two young kids for a year, about a decade ago. He founded the Family Travel Association in 2014 to encourage other families to go on similar or slightly less ambitious adventures. We're also welcoming George Fleck. Vice President of Global Brand Management for Le Meridien and Westin, both part of Starwood Hotels and Resorts. Both brands recently launched new family programs, and we'll talk about those. They're here in the office with Skift co-founder and head of content Jason Clampett, and me, Hannah Sampson. We'll ask you, Reiner, to start. How big a segment of travelers are we talking about when we talk about family travel?
1: Well, Hanna, as you mentioned uh it does constitute about a third of all leisure travel. I've seen numbers higher, maybe a little lower. You know, this is a $300 billion industry. And so it's not insignificant. In fact, I would argue it's one of the biggest segments in the entire travel business. So uh, it's certainly not one to be taken lightly. But the term family can mean so many different things. So to get a you know a, an actual number can be a little difficult. But it's, it's a sizable market, of course.
0: And when you talk about family travel, is that um, parents and kids, is that parent, bunch of kids, is that grandparents and their kids, um, all of the above?
1: Yeah, it, it's a bit of all of the above. And in, in, in terms of how we define family travel, we really uh, look at it as a family member or guardian traveling with a child. So yes, that includes an aunt or uncle traveling with a niece or nephew. Certainly grandparents are one of the primary reasons why there's been such a Uh, growth and and buzz around multi-generational travel so um, interesting only about 50% of family travel constitutes a traditional nuclear family i.e husband wife and their children Um, again a lot of single uh, parents are traveling with their children nieces and nephews as I mentioned with aunts and uncles grandparents traveling with just grandchildren not necessarily with their own kids so it's much more diverse and complex than most people think how would you say that families travel differently from the,
2: the
3: non-family travel george sure thank you so you know what we've seen in our hotels and what we've heard from our customers as well that families today want a lot more from their trips than ever before. And especially given what we sort of call uh, the the modern leisure or the modern family and no longer are these, you know, parents who want to just simply drop their kids off at a designated kid space, but they actually want to spend more time together and they want to also look for doing more things together that maybe they don't get to do at home. So whether that's exploration of nature, whether that's adventure travel, whether that's a cultural discovery of a new destination, whether that's trying out a new uh, culinary experience. Um, so really, uh, parents and, and families are looking for new experiences that, that they can do together and that allows them to spend more quality time together while um, you know discovering something new that they might have not done before. And we see that um, really as an opportunity for us as a hotel brand or brands to uh, become experienced editors and help families um, create unique trips and experiences um, that uh, maybe they had to spend a lot of time researching before. Now they can basically just plug into our, into our um, services and resources and are able to plan those trips um, with that idea of discovery and exploration in mind.
0: One of the tropes, I guess, of, of traveling with children is they'll only eat chicken fingers or macaroni and cheese. So how does a travel brand and especially a hotel, especially a hotel that has restaurants think beyond the chicken finger? Um, what what kind of sophisticated products are waiting for families to discover and how do you deliver that in a way that everyone will appreciate?
3: Yeah, so I think we are taking a different approach depending on the brand. So, on Weston, for example, a brand that really stands for well-being and that uh, you know promises uh, this idea of for better you, um, we've already been um, you know very successful in implementing our superfoods uh, partnership and program uh, for um, your in dining menu. So, for the adults, and we've taken that sort of um, point of view with kid-friendly menus, uh, healthy uh, kids' menus in partnership um, with a uh, organization called uh, Super Chefs. And together with Super Chefs, we've created recipes for all of our hotels around the world that is still that, you know, chicken finger, but it's just cooked um, in a much more healthy way. So it's real, you know, um, chicken breast, um, and it's uh, maybe uh, using some sort of a panko crust rather than uh, just generic, um, you know, um, you know, ingredients. And so, really finding ways to surprise and delight children with things that they love, so whether it's a hot dog or a taco or a chicken finger, by preparing them in a very healthy way with really quality ingredients and premium, um, you know, uh, preparation. And so, the parents feel it's good about able to um, deliver a healthy experience while the kid still gets that very kid-friendly approach. In fact, a lot of parents even order from that menu because it's it's foods that they love and it's a healthy experience. Whereas on Lameridian, it's all about the discovery of um, local and destination-specific cuisine. And so we've partnered with all of our chefs in the different hotels, how they can create um, and fuse a kid-friendly Uh, recipes, um, but teaching them something about the local culinary scene. So, for example, in Barcelona, that could be a cooking class with one of our chefs where the kids can learn how to make a paella in like a local fun way with, um, you know, kids' tables and the chef's hats and all the different accessories that come with that. So really the kids get to enjoy something that feels local, but also they get to learn about the culinary tastes of that specific destination.
2: You don't think that some parents order from the kids' menu to save money?
3: Well, or because it tastes really great.
2: <laughs> um, Reiner, um, you know, part of the Family Travel Association is, you know, encourage other families, you know, encourage families to travel. But the flip side is also encourage travel brands to better mm. accommodate families. What are what are some of the disincentives for, for family travel out there um, that cause people to say, you know, I'm not going to bother, or this is the sure. thing that bothers me, you know, that type of thing.
1: Well, uh, For starters, and uh, we know that one of the biggest challenges that that families face are economics. Uh, You know, oftentimes you're dealing with, you know, cost of two children. That means potentially four airline tickets, if not more. And, uh, you know, that could add up. So speaking of the airlines, uh, we just actually worked with uh, a couple of representatives uh, in Washington who were going over the language uh, for the reauthorization uh, act for the FAA. And uh, in there, we... Uh, helped encourage them to put in language that would in, essentially force airlines to make sure to guarantee families were can sit together uh, on a flight. And so, talk about disincentive if you're not even guaranteed to be sitting next to your son or daughter flying to whatever destination you're going to. Uh, that's certainly going to you know be a negative uh, and, and be discouraging. So, um, car rental companies, you know, there are some that that don't offer car seats or you know these accessories that that families rely on and really need and are anxious about need to be, uh, provided, uh, for sure. And some, again, don't take into account these, uh, these particular, you know, what may seem small, but are not petty, um, items that, that families need when they travel. So, um, really knowing what the challenges are and, and, and the, quite frankly, the stress that some families face with the logistics and everything that goes around travel. Uh, I think brands need to be, um, and there are some that are certainly much more proactive in making sure that, the, uh, the customer, the family in, in particular, is served well.
2: But are they gonna do it
1: unless they have somewhat of a financial incentive to do it? Like
2: saying, hey, Hertz, if you offer these really good children's seats, you know, that's an extra $20 a day. You know, is, there, is it all monetary or is there a thing like, hey, do the right thing? No, I don't so think
1: it's all monetary. Uh, in fact, I think really what, what parents are most stressed with um, is time. Uh, to plan these trips. So um, whatever can make it easier. So its I don't think it's a matter of spending $20 uh, extra to make sure that you have a car seat. In fact, I think most families would think that's reasonable. Um, it's just having that be accessible and not having it be something you have to hunt down and, and uh, work extra. I mean, that's just one of many items that need to be kind of checked off the list when, when you plan a trip. Uh, you know, kids clubs, for example, uh, one of the reasons why they're so valuable is not just because it's a, you know, an opportunity for kids to experience a, a location or uh, a resort in a, in a particular way. But parents, believe it or not, are seeking alone time, adult time when they travel. That's one of the biggest disincentives right there, believe it or not. They don't think they're gonna spend time together, uh, a much needed alone time. So uh, having a, a really solid kids club uh, can really alleviate
3: that one other
1: uh, of many uh, stresses and challenges that they face.
3: I think also uh, to to your point, Reiner, is that what we've seen when we started to ideate against these kids programs and family programs at our hotels is we've found that um, there weren't any programs offered on a very consistent basis in these larger upper upscale brands. So we've we've seen great luxury hotels, in particular, one-off hotels doing incredible family programs. But we did not find a brand, um, you know, that has the scale of like 100, 200, 300, 500 hotels, where regardless if you're checking into, you know, the Western LAX airport or the Western Playa Bonita, you know, resort, that you would have a consistent expectation of how your family um, would um, be Welcomed, how they would be treated, what they would experience when they get there. And we saw that as a real opportunity because it's one thing to pay a tremendous amount of premium for a luxury experience. Um, and you know we have the Saint Regis brand that has had its family traditions program for quite some time, but we didn't see that in the upper upscale space, which is why we um, looked to creating that as a consistent experience across Weston and Le which is 300 hotels around the world. So as a family, as a parent, when you plan your trip, whether it is visiting the relatives in Chicago or whether it is going on that exotic vacation in Mauritius, that you can expect that same consistency. But also at a price point that is not, you know, where you would have to be if you're sp- spending that for like a, you know, ultra luxury vacation. So we really wanted to find ways that's not just um, price based, but really experience based. Um, but yet, you know, the value is much Higher than what you might find somewhere else or that we even didn't offer even you know two three years ago uh, in our hotels and to your point about kids clubs the kids clubs have been they're mostly neglected spaces when it comes to design and look and feel and programming and you know we were the first ones to look at and admit our kids clubs were not experiences that the modern parent or traveler would want to send their children to so we have completely revamped our approach to design Architecture design, programming, um to these kit spaces that uh actually mirror our design philosophy that you find in a hotel lobby. So you have you know, an F&B zone, you have an interactive zone, you have an intimate seating zone versus like a socializing zone. So we've really created spaces that speak to the child um, in a way that um, also speaks to adults in our lobby spaces. And it's curated, it, it tells a story from a design point of view that feels on brand. Um, and um, And that was really important to us that we didn't just you know, create a space, but a space that feels, um, you know, natural to, um, the environment, but also on brand. And of course, um, also catering directly to children, speaking to children versus, um, just a place to drop kids off.
0: Breiner. So you, um, kind of dropped everything, right. And, and planned a year long trip with your wife and kids a while back when they were there eight and, and 11. Um, what, what were some of the challenges or, or really delightful surprises that you ran into that you kind of carry with you now at the family travel association and, um, and what I guess would be your advice for travel brands based on what you experienced then and, and through the rest of your career.
1: Well, uh, there's a number of ways I can answer those questions. Um, Certainly, spending that much quality time together uh, as a family unit is a was a experience and a challenge and a, and a positive takeaway all all wrapped in one. Uh, that was quite unique, as you can imagine. Uh, but really, I think the biggest takeaway, something that I was struck by kind of early on and it carried with me throughout the trip, and then certainly since I've gotten back, is that you can't under you should not underestimate what kids are going to gravitate towards or be interested in or want to try or enjoy? Because I think too many parents, quite frankly, they're the ones who have the hangups and concerns. You mentioned chicken fingers before. Uh, you know, I think a lot of parents think that that's all my children are gonna eat, that and pizza and macaroni and cheese, right? And those things. Well, have they tried other things? Have they tried sushi? Have they been to a Thai restaurant? Have they tried a bratwurst? And you know, all of these different types of foods. And you know, they find them incredibly interesting when they're in those countries or in a different environment. Um, And again, we were amazed that we were in Asia, for example, that our kids, both of both boys seemed to really find Buddhism fascinating. You know, we, my wife and I were petrified that they'd be bored to tears and we're going to disturb some of the other guests that we were with on a tour, but no, they were, they were probably more into it than anyone. So um, it's, I think, you know, parents need to kind of get over it sometimes as well that, you know, the kids aren't necessarily going to be bored or not like something, give them the opportunity to try it and get them involved in in your planning. So in terms of what brands can do, if at all possible, particularly on their websites, and if they do serve families and children, have a little area of the site that kids can go to to learn more about where they're going to be. Um, make it kid friendly, make it interactive, you know, use some technology that, that can resonate with children. Because Again, they'll surprise you in terms of what they uh, find interesting and are engaged with. Uh, believe me, it, and it could be all sorts of things that, that you never even thought they'd have any kind of interest in. So that, that that's a real important takeaway. And one of the primary reasons why we launched as an association is to make sure that families are aware of just how many different opportunities are out there and what's accessible for their for their family. So um, that's something I think we could really help educate families on and, and and the industry, for that matter. I think it's safe to say that no
2: brand is openly anti-family. Um, um, but um, what are what are some of the what are some of the, the practices that you guys moved away from at Western Meridian or you set aside and, and said, you know, Hey, let's try this instead. I know you mentioned design of the kids center for one I think Anybody who's had kids, you know, knows sometimes when you go to that kids center, it feels like you're dropping them off next to the, the cleaning facilities and you're not quite sure <laughs> if that door locks or
3: whatnot, but you know, what are some of the things that you said, okay, we have to do this differently? Well, To start with, we also had to re-educate our um, associates on um, how do you look after a family traveler who might check in on like a Thursday or Friday um, and spend the weekend versus your sort of road warrior business traveler who stays with you Monday through Thursday. So the expectations, um, the way that families, um, you know, want to uh, be looked after and the expectations they have from our associates was also really important um, because it is a mindset shift on, um, you know, the the trip persona that you're dealing with um, when you have, you know, this business traveler versus this family traveler. And we have, um, as we've rolled out our new family programs, worked very Uh, closely with our uh, GMs, with our HR directors, our operations leaders, um, to ensure we can immerse first and foremost our associates, um, and even also making sure they know um, how we approach uh, the family traveler. Um, We've done internal associate events. We've rolled out internal uh, programs to ensure that our associates associates can try the kids' menus or they can uh, have a look at our designs for the uh, kids' club spaces, that they can actually experience some of the programs. For example, our partnership with Lego. So we've given out Lego pieces to our associates too, so they can even interact or give them to their children. Many of our associates have families also Um, And they they have the same expectations as a family traveler as our guests. So we started really with changing uh, that mindset internally. Um, And also, you know, we've asked a lot of our most frequent customers of what they expect when they travel with families because they are also oftentimes a road warrior, that SPG Platinum guest Monday through Friday. But then when they come uh, to one of our resorts, uh, that mindset shifts as well. And we've asked them what it is that they're looking for uh, in a hotel. And, you know, really some of the key um, asks and um, programs that we then implemented were around, how do we find out more about the destination um, and not just, you know, that that typical you know maybe that starbucks on the corner of the street or you know that that denny's but really you know um curated local experiences and tours to places that feel inherently um uh you know connected to the destination and that are not the obvious places maybe for children so really finding ways to give people recommendations of where they go- where to go um, and have great family experiences rather than just the obvious or what's maybe available um, on on you know, online. So how do we create uh, discovery guides, for example, or um, even our concierges, retrain them on how they can provide information to um, families that uh, are, is catered to them.
1: And by the way, if I could add about, um, you're, you're right, Jason, I wouldn't call brands in uh, particular anti-family, but... There are. Uh, I've heard lots of complaints. For example, OTAs uh, can be very difficult for families to use, particularly when it comes to accommodations. Uh, I've heard lots of complaints from families and, and parents who are trying to book hotel rooms and they can't necessarily assure that rooms are adjoining or where they're going to be, and you know that that creates another layer of frustration and co- complexity to planning a family trip. So again, I wouldn't call it you know again anti-family, but the more that that OTAs and and, and other you know brands and, and travel suppliers and products start thinking more about this important market, you know, hopefully we'll see those improvements come naturally.
0: Yeah, and as I mean, as vacation rentals and Airbnb and alternative lodgings become more top of mind, um, and millennials who use those are having kids, how how willing do you think hotels? Are to um, better accommodate those kind of needs, uh, you know adjoining rooms or or flexible rooms where someone can just bring their kids with them. Um, I don't know if the otas are are motivated to change any of their practices to make it easier for families, but do you see that as a real opportunity um, for your industry, George, or for the whole industry, Reiner?
3: Yeah, I do think it's a tremendous opportunity because um, what we've seen just rolling out these programs and seeing how our hotels have responded and seeing also how uh, our guests who first experienced these programs, um, you know, has been just extremely positive. And to me, it really feels like there needs to just be one wow moment um, that needs to happen in one of our hotels for that family to come back. And it's really oftentimes a child that has tremendous impact on um, the parents of where they go next. So, you know, for example, at our Western Times Square here in New York, um, it was one of our first pilot hotels where we rolled out a family uh, kit that includes actually a tent um, that you can sort of like a teepee type tent that you can set up in the room and it has a heavenly bedding inside of it. And it comes with all kinds of, you know, stuffed animals and comfy pillows. And um, and that's such a wow moment when the parents first walk into that room um, versus just having your expected you know crib setup um, but really having something that feels super cool and different and um, those are those experiences that really then make a parent feel like you know this is something that um, I couldn't even do um, if I rented a vacation home so there's still the service level and at the end of the day you know hotel brands especially with Western and Leimertian we're there to make sure that when these families check in that it, it, it feels like the, it's a sigh of relief because maybe that had, they had a stressful flight out and maybe they weren't able to sit together and maybe they couldn't all fit into that one taxi. But at the end of the day, when they arrive at our hotels, we hope we can take some of that stress away. And we hope that families will know that when they arrive, um, that they will, um, you know, not have to worry about all of these things because the hotel essentially will help to take care of that. Um, and I think that's, you know, With the technology available to us as far as guest profiles and um, knowing in advance when families are checking in, um, if that's indicated, for example, if they book a family package, then it is the expectation that these hotels obviously will take care of these families. And we really um, advocate this idea of just simple wow moments to surprise and delight guests, whether that's offering something special at the property, whether it is something like the, the, the tent kit, um or um any other moments that might make that trip very special. And that's something I think that, you know, we can offer as hotels much better than if you were renting a, a vacation home, um or um or you know, you were staying in someone's apartment. You mentioned that wow moment, and in in a way, kind of wowing the the
2: children. Um, You know, kids make absolutely well in most cases zero contribution to the financial um, uh, aspect of of travel. But you see brands like Disney market to them heavily. Um, What what are what examples have you seen of brands effectively telling a story to? to children, whether it's on site or before, uh, or a destination, telling children, and then having children become the advocates for a destination or for a brand.
1: Well, uh, you yeah, know, Disney's a good example, and that's not just of their, their theme parks and cruise ships and, and their other product. Uh, but Disney and other movie studios have done a lot in terms of really getting kids excited and interested in different locations. Um, you know, Scotland uh, was was one that benefited a, a great deal from uh, a children' movie that was out uh, a few years ago. Uh, you know, Frozen. Uh, there, there's so many movies you can uh, you know you can look back at Finding Nemo and did, did that have a boon for Australia? I think they'd tell you it it had some kind of impact. Yeah, it, kids uh, pay attention or excited uh, about these locations. When I was at National Geographic, for example, uh, we worked with tourist boards from around the world to create programs that would take children to these different destinations, including, for example, South Africa. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, tremendous success and they used children really to brand South Africa as a family friendly destination. Uh, we did that with Australia, with Peru, um, and the Galapagos. So, uh, you know, the, the families who have children, who get the children involved in, deciding where to go. They're not necessarily as big of a factor when it comes to where to stay, but they will absolutely have, um, have an interest in where to go. So for example, again, if, if, if properties were to have, um, for example, some of the different Western resorts or any other brands were to have an area that would have videos about those destinations that are kind of fun and cool, I guarantee you those kids will latch onto those and and make it fun. So yeah, I think destinations have a, a, a real good opportunity.
3: I also think that, you know, there are so many brands that they're also, we've also looked at outside of the travel industry of, you know, how retail, for example, um, messages to children um, in the fashion industry, for example, um, if you look at the entertainment industry, if you look at music, um, you know, really what influences children today, we actually took um, with our programs a very um, sort of like, you know, more back to the basics with a very non-tech approach. Um, we've actually taken televisions out of our kids' clubs because we felt that most kids today have their iPads and their technology when they're home. And so we really wanted to focus the programs on um, things that feel really inherent to the nature. So for example, uh, the local nature, like whether it's stargazing or for Liberty, maybe it's like uh, watching um, movies on a beach with your family like snuggled up in blankets rather than you know in front of a flat screen television inside of a club so we wanted to sort of like turn upside down and go back to some of the basics more the storytelling and we felt a lot of parents um, today uh, are looking for brands that perhaps um, do go back to some of those bases that they, they might have enjoyed when they were younger so whether that's learning how to play an instrument or learning how to say a few words in a foreign language when they're traveling to one of our Uh, hotels whether it's in in china or in france or in spain um so we kind of wanted wanted to really bring a bit of the romance of travel and family travel back into um the spaces because we know that uh, there's so much noise anyway in uh you know look at the toy industry if you look at you know all these different industries like disney also that message to children um so we really felt that uh you know taking a no-tech approach but rather an immersion um you know, into nature exploration, discovery, culture, uh, is something that parents would appreciate because it has certain educational element to it um, as well.
0: Sounds like there's a, a nostalgia factor in what you're trying to do, but I also think about like the family vacations that I took when I was a kid, and and maybe that my my parents took when they were kids, and how different they are now for um, my niece, for example. How how much have you seen? Um, travel for families change? And, and when you're looking ahead at the next couple of decades, what do you think are going to be the biggest changes for this group?
1: Well, one thing that I see happening, uh, certainly in the last, uh, you know, since 2001, and, uh, you know, 9-11 really did have an impact on family travel, insofar as it reminded parents that, uh, you know, families are really important and uh i think you know on a, a number of levels with uh with an event like that but uh obviously there's been a an explosion in accessibility to different places around the globe and we're able to do more in terms of soft and hard adventure all of those things so there there's more opportunity for families and and we of course want to help promote those uh those different things and so what i think you'll see and what we actually hope will happen is that travel agents. And I was reminded by Valerie Wilson today that travel agents have never gone away. So it's not like they're becoming back, you know, coming back in vogue. But uh, I think travel agents can really be on the front lines of of really opening up these opportunities for families as they get better educated and informed and inspired by what families can do. Uh, tour operators are, are going to be catering certainly to multi-gen uh, a lot more. Uh, Mikado Safaris, for example, uh, who I know has increased their business dramatically uh to Africa with family so um you know more and more of product will be created but I again would hope and suspect that travel agents will help lead that charge into the into the future because uh you mentioned the what's different about families than other consumers in the travel space it's that they have a a lot more complex planning um and challenges that that others don't and I think travel agents can really help them with that.
3: I think with the rise of, you know, b- budget carriers in the airline industry, the um, sort of willingness of parents to even fly further than they ever have before, you know, gone in the days of sort of just the road trip. But now you can fly for the weekend to Paris, so you can fly to London for a couple of days on a whim. And um, I think that families today are today more adventurous and more willing and open to explore new places. And the more exotic, the better. And I see tremendous opportunity for, um, hotel brands, um, just like, you know, Weston and Meridian, but also I think the travel industry as a whole to create these, um, experiences, whether it's just for the weekend or four or three week, uh, trek, um, and that they truly are inspiring children for the future. And when I look back at my own, um, upbringing and I've, um, I was born and raised in Germany, and I've traveled a lot throughout my childhood, those are the memories of all those different trips that I've taken um, that can't really replace anything that even technology or, you know, um, your iPad can replace when you're hands-on in the destination, meeting with people from those places, trying the food. um, And uh, and really, you know, I think that's where um, we as brands can ensure that when those guests do come, whether it's to Vietnam or to as far as Bhutan where we just opened a new Meridian, places that maybe children today would have never thought about going to um, but that those can become real adventures um, and that those are the adventures that children are craving beyond sort of the Orlandos and the you know, um, Disney worlds of the of the world, but really that it, it goes further and, and farther and that kids are inspired by uh, places that uh, maybe generations in the past would have only dreamt of going to
1: well george i uh, was born and lived in germany for quite some time and being a german national you're required to travel so it's kind of part of your dna so i appreciate your your sharing that that's absolutely true about
0: i was born in miami so it was required <laughs> to travel to disney world <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys thank you so much for sharing um your experiences and and what you're doing this was great really informative thanks for being here
1: thank you thank you